0: Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for your goodness and what you are doing in lives. We thank you for each testimony. And Lord, we ask that you would just help us to serve you this coming week. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. And go to Psalm 34. Psalm 34. And this is an interesting psalm, an interesting background, some little bits of information that are kind of neat about this psalm. It's uh, only one of nine that uh, in our psalm are done in alphabetical order. Uh, The first word of each verse in the Hebrew starts with verse 1, letter A, the the alpha of the Hebrew, um, aleph. I'm sorry, of the Hebrew language, alpha is the Greek, and it goes right on through to the tau. There are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. We say A to Z. They would say Aleph to Tau. And uh, uh, there, there's a, a big thing. Should we try to, when we translate an alphabetical Psalm, bring the alphabetizing into the English? No, it doesn't work. Uh, don't try. That's that's not uh, the most important part. It was done that way to make it very easy, or easier for the Hebrew people to memorize uh the psalm to remember it to sing it and of course the greatest uh, of the alphabetic psalms is psalm 119 where each letter in the alphabet has eight verses and uh then the, that adds up to a whole lot the longest chapter in all the bible but and if you if you have a bible that puts the inscriptions to the psalms in them this one says uh David praiseth God and exhorteth others there, uh, thereto. They are blessed. They tr and it gives the outline, but it says a psalm of David when he changed his behavior before Himelech who drove him away and he departed. Now, if you remember early in the life of David, he was fleeing from Saul. He had a small group of men and, uh, he stops, uh, at Abimelech the priest and he gets the sword of Goliath uh, whom David had beheaded and he runs to Gath, Goliath's hometown. He's going to hide in Gath's hometown from King Saul. Uh, That didn't go over very well. It didn't go over well with the Philistines and so David feigned himself to be a madman. It says that he let his spittle dribble on his beard and he Scrabbled on the walls and acted crazy, and finally, King Agag said, Get this crazy guy out of here. And David escaped out of the land of the Philistines. And uh, uh, one person put out that David didn't necessarily write Psalm 34 as he went to the cave of Adullam, but later in his life, as he was remembering those events and trying to commemorate the great things that God had done in delivering him, he put this psalm down in writing, and we have it today. And uh, basically what we're going to do is divide the psalm into two parts. If we start in verse 1 and go down through verse 10, this is the psalm. David is singing about how the Lord delivered him and his experience in the blessings of the Lord, and encouraging others to... Uh, Join in with the praise and the blessing of the Lord. Verse 11 starts a a new direction, and we call that the sermon. He says, I'm going to teach you something. And, of course, there are many things that have been taught through song. Uh, My kids got this thing years ago uh, and tried to teach them the different countries and different states, and it was all put to this Dumb little tune, and every once in a while one of them will start singing it. It irritates me. But they they learned all their states and all their capitals and all those things that you should learn. You put something to music and and you'll remember it. That's one of the reasons why in Sunday school we endeavor to have some of those Scripture songs there. Uh, I love that last one we sung this morning. Therefore, the redeemed of the Lord shall return and uh, come with singing unto Zion. Listen, if you know the song... You know, Bible verse. And uh, that's a good thing. And so we're going to just go right through here tonight. Psalm 34, David starts the song. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Now that is the praise. David said, listen, I'm going to be involved. Uh, Praise is something that each one of us ought to be involved in. And you need to learn something. Praise is not just lifting your hands, swaying back and forth and saying, I love Jesus 50 times. Uh, That's not necessarily what praise is. Praise is something... That talks about what God has done. It ought to have meaning to it. It ought not to just be a repetition of words. He says, I will bless the Lord when? At all times. Does that leave anything out? How did James put it? My brethren, crown it all joy when ye, what, fall into diverse temptation, knowing the trying of your faith worketh patience. You know what? David learned that lesson. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. There is nothing going on in your life. Now, let's let's be uh, biblical here. Let's keep it in context. You don't go out and play in traffic, trying to dance across the Queens Boulevard there and trying not to get hit with a car and say, I'm blessing the Lord. That's not what it's talking about here. It's not talking about uh, uh, when we commit sin. It's talking about when we are living for God. I will bless the Lord. How many of you have tried to do something good? And it just seems like something bad happens to you. Has anybody ever had that happen? Most of us had it one time or another. And if you haven't, I've got good news for you. You will. Uh, It's just going to. But it says here that David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. You know, he's remembering what it was like to run away from King Saul. And you've got to remember, David was a young man. And when he fled from King Saul, guess who he had to leave behind? His wife, Michael, the daughter of Saul. She stayed in the palace. David left. He had to run for his life. And David was alone. He was young. He was inexperienced. He had no... Uh, wisdom uh, uh, really to talk about. I mean, if he did, why did he end up in Gath? I mean, just stop and think about that. If you're going to hide from the king of Israel, why would you go to the hometown of the guy you killed and got famous for killing on the battlefield, Goliath? Uh, And David says, even when I'm dumb, I'm going to bless the Lord. Even when I do something uh, not committing sin but don't do the wisest thing in the world i'm going to bless the lord his praise shall continually be in my mouth i love the story that one old preacher told he was a roofer and he was putting up roofs as to earn money to pay his keep while his pastor in a new church and um he said, when you get used to, this is the old days, no air nailers. I actually had to set the tack on the thing and hit it with a hammer. And uh, he said, you get used to doing that, you know, just boom, 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 boom. And he said, I felt it right here. And he said, I knew I was hitting the wrong nail. He said, I knew it was coming down. He said, and there's nothing I could do about it. And he said, that hammer hit and it squashed my thumb and blood everywhere. And he said, everybody on that roof was watching me. What was the preacher going to do? He said, and I grabbed my thumb and he said, I just went, oh, oh. And he said, I couldn't think of anything else to say. He said, praise the Lord. He said, nobody said a thing. It was just boom, 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 boom. He said, they got that job done so fast. They wanted to get away from me. They didn't want to be around a man who could praise the Lord when he had just squashed his thumb with a hammer. He said, but I didn't do what I used to do when I did that. You know, that's what David's talking about. He's talking about God's praise being continually on my lips. Do you, do you want to be, how, how many of us want to be depressed? How many of you like to just be one of those persons that walks around and you walk in the room and the light's dim? You ever met somebody like that? I mean, they are out there. It is doom and gloom, and it doesn't matter how much good has happened, uh, they can rain on your parade. I see some people laughing. They know somebody like that. That ought not ever be said about a Christian. If you want to keep yourself from being a bitter old person, here's how you solve the problem. When you're young, we'll get to that in a minute. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Now, we have a lot that goes on for humility that really has nothing to do with humility. I mean, how many of you have ever seen those... Sports players, uh, they'll make some fantastic play, and everybody's crowding around. Man, how did you do that? That was such a great... Oh, it really? That was more luck than it was. Eh? And everybody's going, no, no, great skill. Yeah, tell me more. You just lucked up. Oh, Could you say that again? I mean, have you ever seen... I mean, it makes you sick, doesn't it? And somebody years ago, uh, this was many years ago, said, what do you say when when somebody really wants to compliment you because you don't want to do that fake pride thing like everybody else does. And you don't want to go, thank you very much either. I mean, come on. Uh, that's not what we're about. Well, David gives you the answer right here. He says... My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Do you know it's okay to admit that you've done something well? I mean, the little children up here, how many of you enjoyed their songs? I mean, wasn't that great? I mean, that's just a blessing to your heart. But my father-in-law, John Marshall, he was the first one I ever heard said this. And if you have any of the old Marshall recordings and stuff, I mean, that's some of the best music you can get. It just really is. He taught his kids to say, praise the Lord. That's what what David's talking about here. Any good thing that happens in my life happens because God worked and intervened. Can we say amen to that? It didn't happen because of you. And if it didn't, it wasn't from the Lord. But if God enabled you to do something that pleases Him, that, that even someone else will have to recognize is, is a, a, of some quality of an effort that is uh, above and beyond what is normal, what can you do? Praise the Lord. I'm thankful that God gave me the ability to do that thing. Someone says, you're patient. I appreciate your patience. You know what you ought to be saying? That's not from me. God did that. Amen? Amen? That, that's what David's talking about here. Making his boast in the Lord. His praise is continually in my mouth. And then the next phrase says, The humble shall hear it and be glad. Why should the humble hear this and be glad? Because if you didn't do it because of your ability this morning's sermon, no superheroes, there's hope for me to serve the Lord in a meaningful way. That's what David's talking about here. He's saying, listen, God's service is not for special people. It is for everyone. My soul is going to make its boast in the Lord. Then it says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Now this is the first opening blast of the, of the song. This is the uh, laudatory part, the, the praise to the Lord. This is the part that just is offering God's goodness uh, as a testimony for who God is. Now, when we hear the word magnify today, what's the first thing you think of? Magnifying glass. Do you know that this word was in the English language before we had magnifying glasses? Uh, this, This word was around before we had the ability to Enlarge things by looking. It just simply the word itself means to make a big deal of, to make it larger, to tell how good it is. You know, uh, what do we do when we want to really uh, make someone? Uh, 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 lift a person up or exalt some person for something they do, what's the greatest thing we do here in New York City? Have a parade now, don't we? We get hundreds, sometimes millions of people to march down the street. And what everybody's saying is, this event, this person, uh, if you go downtown Manhattan... Uh, On Broadway, you'll see in the sidewalk, stainless steel letters, probably about three or four, almost four inches high. and, And there will be a name and usually an event and a date there. And those are the ticker tape parades that were given down through what is now called the Canyon of Heroes to make a big deal of some of the things that have happened in history now that's what the word magnify means it means to make it big now we somebody invented a magnifying glass and later a microscope and telescopes that magnify things that bring them closer make them larger and they took that word that was already there and said hey this describes what this does it's a magnifying glass now, here in 2014, we look back and we think of the magnifying glass the microscope first instead of the idea. But it's, it's just simply making a big deal. When is the last time you made a big deal about something God did in your life? That's one of the reasons why we have the testimony time on Sunday night. Now, we really don't want somebody jumping up and going, Wee-ha! Look what God did! I mean that draw a little more attention to you than it would to God now wouldn't it we we want the attention i woke everybody up at least we we want the attention to be directed to God we want the magnification to be with the Lord and and he says let's exalt The name of the Lord together. Let's lift it up. God's name ought to be special at Open Door Bible Baptist Church. It ought to be special in the life of every person here. Ought never hear anybody say, oh my God, this or that. Don't do that. That's not exalting the name of the Lord. That's demeaning His name. It's not his fault. Let's go back. I will bless the Lord at all times. Amen? His praise will be continually in my mouth. I'm not blaming things on God. My soul makes his boast in the Lord. The humble, those that have not yet attained to this thing, that have yet to be used of the Lord, can hear... And listen, what is David's? What is the event that David is commemorating? I mean, it was pretty dumb to show up a gap, now wasn't it? And David was saying, even when I didn't know what to do, God took care of me. And even though you don't know what to do, God will take care of you. He said, let's magnify the Lord. Let's lift up His name. Let's exalt His name. And then David takes the next uh, verse of this song, as we might call it today. And and that goes down through verse 6. And he tells what the Lord did. He says, I sought the Lord. And he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Now, how many fears do you think David had in the city of Gath? When he marches in there with a little group of 35, 40 guys... And somebody says, isn't that the guy that killed Goliath? I think so. Go get his brother. He was there. He'll know. How would you like to hear that going through the crowd? Would that make you feel comfortable? Or would it make you feel afraid? I mean, how would you like walking down the street? And the king of Gath, he would be the mayor of the city in our modern understanding, but the king of Gath there, all of his armor guards start reaching in their suit coats. I mean, that's what they would do today. But they'd put their hands on the hilt of their swords. I mean, a sword makes a sound when you slide it back and forth in the sheath just a little bit. David had a lot of fear, and he had a lot of reason to be afraid. He was in the enemy's stronghold. He said, I sought the Lord. Aren't you glad God hears silent prayer? It's like all of a sudden it dawned on David. Uh, you know, the dumbbells going off. Ding, 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 ding. I mean, he is sitting there going, don't think this was such... a It says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. I'm still alive today. Now, look what it says here. And and this is the Hebrew poetry, how it works. He says, I sought the Lord. This is the action. The answer is he heard me. He delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. Now, who is that talking about? Well, you know what? David didn't go there alone. He had a group of men with him. And David wasn't the only one. And and maybe on the way into Gath, there's a guy saying, David, I don't think this is a good idea. And David's going, where else are we going to hide? Come on, can you think of a better... David, we don't like this. And they get in there and all of a sudden, I told you not to go into Gath. And David said that his men looked to the Lord and their faces were lightened and they were not ashamed. God protected not only David but those with him. He said, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Now now I'll tell you what, if you didn't know the story, you wouldn't get the song. But knowing the story, how impressive are those three verses? And David describes himself as just a poor man that called. And you look at the action. It says, I sought the Lord. He heard, he delivered. They looked upon him, those that were with me, He lightened their faces that they were not ashamed. He said, this poor man cried and the Lord delivered him. And it says, and saved him out of all his troubles. Now we get to the second, the last part of this song that was there. And David just says, let me explain to you a little about God. He said, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Now, this idea of encamping was when you came up to a city to attack it, you would make camp. That's what encamp means, to set up camp. He said the angel of the Lord has set up camp on a 360 degree perimeter. Now, we can't do that, not unless we have enough men to cover the circle. But the angel of the Lord can watch all the way around. And what does it say? It says, them that fear him, fear the Lord, and he delivereth them. God's promise of his victory is there. Now, verse 8, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. How many of you like Buffets. I mean, buffets are fun because you get to go through and pick whatever you want. But have you ever gone to a buffet and you look at something and you don't know what it is? Can you tell the difference between chocolate pudding and pate in a buffet? Does anybody know what pate is? That's goose liver. I mean, I I was recently at one and I looked, and I, I said, that's not chocolate pudding. That's got to be uh, pate. I, and, and I like this stuff once in a while, as long as it's free, amen, part of the other part. I'm not going to go buy it all by itself, too expensive. I said, wow, this is a high-class place. Oh, it's chocolate pudding, man. I was disappointed. It tastes awful with blue cheese dressing, let me tell you. <laughs> But you can't taste something until you put it in your mouth. Now you got to understand, smelling and all of that is all part of tasting. You can taste something with your eyes. How many of you have ever done that? Oh, that looks so good! Oh, I can't believe how good it smells and I can't believe how rotten it tastes. I mean, there. And the psalmist is saying, you, you. Can sink your teeth into this one, my friend. You need to experience God's goodness. You need to partake of it. You need to be a part of it. It is real. It's not, as someone might say today, it's not pie in the sky by and by, my friends. God's goodness is real. But you need to have a spoon. You, you need to be there and enjoy and partake of God's blessing. It says, Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints. There is no want to them that fear him. Now, you know, this is something that's just not taught in modern Quote, unquote, Christianity, if it is truly Christianity, they will teach the fear of the Lord. It's as much a part of the Bible. It's, it, you cannot come to God without fearing him. Without disrespecting him. It says, fear the Lord. For there is no want to them that fear the Lord. You know, if we could only be more afraid of God than we are of what our friends might think of us. If we could be more afraid of God than we are of saying no to ourselves and and making ourselves uncomfortable. There wouldn't be any issues in your life whatsoever. That's what David's saying here. He's saying there is nothing that you will need if you can just fear the Lord. If you will just understand who God is and how great He is and all the things that He does. You see, David takes the song in this first part and he praises the Lord at the beginning. He said, this is what happened to me. And then he says, you just need to understand a little bit about the greatness of God. He's encamped all the way around. He protects you. You can taste. You can see. You can understand. You can comprehend physically the goodness and the blessings of God if you'll just fear Him. There is no lack. And then he gives this example. He said, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Do you know what lions spend about 80% of their time doing? Sleeping. They disprove evolution. Because evolution says survival of the fittest. That would mean the most efficient Things should be the most powerful things on earth. Uh, That would be the IRS and cockroaches, right? Uh, Sorry. It just comes out once in a while. Forgive me. But the lion is the undisputed king of beasts. And spends 80% of its time doing nothing. Nothing. That's why the young lions get hungry. They're lazy. They sleep. You know what they do? The, the female lions do the killing. And normally when the lions hunt in the pride, they'll get the old lion that is not quite what he used to be. And they'll set him up on a hill there. And I don't know how the lions organize this whole thing. But the lion will roar and everybody runs away from the roar into the claws of the young killers. That's the way lions hunt. So if you're ever out in the the bush and you hear the lion roar, uh, the guy said, run to the roar, not away from it. You're a lot safer that way. Well, the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. I just hope I never get in that situation to test it out. How about you? But spiritually speaking, you're going to have to deal with that. The young lions suffer hunger. They're the king of the beast. They can do all these things. But it says God takes care of his people. How do you do that? You've got to fear him. And you know, there's no way we're going to do justice to the second half of this, so we'll just put it off for a couple weeks here. Uh, next Sunday night, Brother Copes will be preaching, and then the following Sunday night, we'll try to get to this. Uh, I don't want to rush through this psalm. It is a wonderful, wonderful psalm. We got enough out of the song. Now he's going to start preaching to you. And, and there is some incredible things in the second half of this psalm that, that we need to get and, and write down in our hearts and lives. God put the Psalms in here for a reason. There is a whole lifetime of living and learning in the songs, In the Psalms. And so, praise the Lord. Continually. Taste and see. Sink your teeth into it. Because God is good. He protects His own. He is always there. He will deliver you. He will keep you. If you're more important than a sparrow, do you think you're more important than a lion? Yes. Because we alone of all creation are created in His image. And David is writing and encouraging us to praise the Lord. And all God's people said. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight. And Lord, we thank you for this song. And Lord, we ask that you would teach us from your word, that you would encourage us in it. Lord, that you would let us bless you at all times. That your praise would be continually in our mouths. Lord, that we would make our boast in You and we would encourage those who have yet to experience the goodness of the Lord to get on board and experience it for real. Lord, we thank You for the story here of real life situations where David did not make the wisest choice, but yet You protected him. You delivered him from all of his fears. And Lord, we come before you and ask that you would help us to sing this song. Not just with words or not sitting down to invent a melody, but to let its words determine the way we live this coming week. That we would bring praise to you. In Jesus' name we pray. And before we finish that prayer, let's just keep our heads bowed for a moment. If the Lord's spoken to your heart about something you need to just slip out and make a decision, pray with pray to the Lord about something, the altar's open and then we'll get into our prayer time.